0: gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name
1: is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow.
0: Hey, Super Friends. Welcome back to the DC Superpowers Podcast, issue number 55 for new comic book day, May 10th, 2017. I'm your host, Ken Rose, and sitting along with me is not Vernon this time, and we're not in the basement of Hall of Justice for once. No. Nope. I actually had to climb up out of the basement today because um, we're actually live at Odd Mall in Akron, Ohio. But sitting along with me, Vernon is a little under the weather. Um, he's in the infirmary right now, but we actually pulled in our, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the other, from the other universe. Yeah. Sitting along with me is Agent Kylan Tolles. What's up? Came straight out of the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer. That's right. Brought the helibus here to Akron so he could sit in with us for DC Superpowers. Hey, thanks man. Glad to be here. How you doing folks? So this is your first time on Superpowers though. It is. We've been on um, Marvel Geeks a little bit. Yeah. Kylan is here actually, if anybody doesn't know, from the mighty Marvel Geeks. And also, he's my one of my partners over on Geek Watch One.
1: Right. So, so yeah, you know, and we 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 we've talked comics many times on there, but this is my <laughs> once first. Or th- once or twice. Once or twice, this is my first time uh, on the show. Glad to be
0: here. Well, welcome. And um, this is going to be a little bit different show, guys. We got a little bit sl- a little bit less time than normal, so you're not going to have your big blowout. Um, our TV reviews w- next week. When I bring Vernon back in, we're going to do the TV reviews, and our comic reviews will be for next week. But we already we chose which ones we're going to do. I mean, you can't miss. Um, you haven't read a lot of the newer DC, no. But mm-hmm. you did sit down and read the ones we were going to review for this week. We just don't have time to get through them. But right. um, be ready. Next week, we're going to do Flash number 21, which is the button storyline part two. So you're going to get part two and three of the, flat, uh, the button storyline next week. And also, we're going to do Action 978, which is the second half of the new origin for Superman. Right. Now since we're not doing the
1: full reviews though but we could say what did you actually pull out of these you're not a normal dc reader i'm i'm not a normal dc reader although i i you know i'm a i, I am a huge fan of uh the watchmen yes. huge fan of the watchmen and so i i'm I, I like this reference i'm curious as to see how how the watchmen are going to uh I guess incorporating this universe, although I, I do, I like, I, I have to admit, I do watch Teen Titans go a little bit, and there's yeah. tons of, there's probably way more Watchmen references than should be in the kids show, just <laughs> saying. But there's quite a few Watchmen references in there. Hello, yeah. come on and in. And, and so, uh, this is cool to see this, and knowing whose button that is. Oh yeah. And the fact that it ended up in the Batcave, um, I'm curious you know, to see where that goes or how well, it got there. The interesting thing
0: is, too, they introduced this a year ago in May at, in Rebirth Special Number 1 is when Batman first found that button. They're oh. go, they've waited an entire year to start paying this off. Wow. wow. So it took the year to build up to where we're at now. Now we're, it looks like we're actually going to learn some stuff in the comic books about... What is how are they bringing in the Watchmen? Um, in Flash, you do get to see um, Eobard Thawn return, right, and die, right, <laughs> all at once, right. Um, you get the fun part was though seeing the reference. Um, was it last week or this week? We get to see Thomas Wayne. It was last week. We last saw week, Thomas yes, show. yes, yes, yes. Um, and then they're also promising sometime in the next, um, hopefully in the next couple of books, or if not in the next month or so, we may actually get to see Jake Eric back. Jake Garrick has been out of the books for years. Right.
1: Okay. And then so and they
0: teased that a couple times because they've shown the helmet showed up once and a couple other places references that we're gonna get him at some point.
1: Well, well, I know that they well at least in um, one of the issues uh, Barry said something about I guess seeing the the seeing the the uh, helmet of Mercury. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, Although you know the. it, uh, along along with that was also, the the references to uh Mandius. Yes, and so I'm it looks like,
0: like as of right now, it's looking like, and all the theories lead towards we're getting Ozymandias. We're gonna get Doctor Manhattan mm-hmm. at least, and then obviously th- something having to do with the comedian is gonna be in with these.
1: So so I take it that they're what we're what they're gonna. I'm, I'm taking it that this is definitely following the comic ending of The Watchmen. Probably. We don't know yet, because obviously it's not been
0: in the books yet, but we will find out. Right. Okay, cool. So, um, but like I said, we are here live from Odd Mall in Akron, Ohio. If anybody doesn't know what Odd Mall is, how would you describe, what is Odd (laughs) Mall? This is a fun one, because
1: we've been trying to figure this out um, every time we do an Odd Mall. We do, what, five of these a year now? Five of these, five, six. Yeah. Something like that, five or six a year. Odd Mall is like two days of craftiness and music and nerdy good time okay uh, yeah you could almost say um
0: where con of the Cobb is a gaming convention with a problem with parties and and has the, it's a gaming convention but it has parties and um, vendors and all these things added to it yeah panels and all that where this one is a craft show that's been infused a little bit with the convention
1: yeah uh, yeah because there's such a strong convention vibe I mean because we got cosplay here. We have the panels going on and Well, it, we just had Arrow walk in and sit down with us. Right, the Green Arrow here. See, had the <laughs> Green Arrow here with us and and then we also have like and, and you know, okay, true you can say that it's a craft show, but it almost but it it feels like the 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 the, the um but like I keep on saying the merch room and it's not merch. The uh, the um, the vendor hall, the vendor hall. Honestly, it feels like you have two vendor halls here. Yeah. Because um and 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 there's all kinds of, like I mean we have people who are selling, uh chain mail. <laughs> we have people there's, <laughs> <laughs> oh my, uh, wow. Oh we we have people who are selling chain mail. We have comics. We have. There's art vendors, there's, um, there's some jewelry ass
0: stuff. There's, um, but every, almost everything here has a geeky twist to it. Yes. There's even people ju- um, that are not all handmade, but it's um, what you'd see like an anime or comic con where they buy merch and resell here. That's true. So, there's just a little bit of everything here.
1: You can actually walk out of here with Captain America's shield. Yes, you can. So somebody here is selling Cap's Shield. You know, so. so
0: but that's yeah. Odd If you guys aren't here, you should make your way to Akron, Ohio. Actually, our next one's going to be May 20th in Canton, Ohio, and outdoors.
1: Yeah, the outdoor event. Worked. Yeah, and there's going to – I mean, that will have mu- – we're, we're going to have we music. We have two stages running all day with music. We have two stages of music. we got gaming going on. you got all the other type of – our typical vendor stuff. Yes, yeah, all the Odd vendors will be there. And um, food, food trucks. the iFloat. Huh? The eye, uh, eyeball thingy. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. The stadium Park, where we're doing Odd Mall on May twentieth, has a river running through the park, and it's only about two foot deep. So, and if you feel up to it, they said you're, there's no problem with people wading through the river. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. You want to go out there and get your legs wet? Go but for it. But in that river, we're gonna have. Do you remember the name of this thing? It's an eyeball wash. It's the first annual Odd Mall eyewash. Yeah. They great. have they have two bridges, one at either end of Odd Mall, and they're gonna. You can buy an eyeball. I believe it's for five dollars. Or and Andy probably has a deal for multiple eyeballs, and you drop it at one end of the river, and it's a race to see who gets to the other end first. Right, and it's going to be interesting seeing everybody trying to catch the eyeballs at the other end. So, yeah, it's <laughs> going
1: it, to it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're hoping for good weather. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Especially at this time of year in Northeast
1: Ohio. Yeah, it's I, I right now uh, we have for, a freeze warning for we tonight have a freeze in Ohio. Warning. Sun is out, blue sky. We got freeze warning. Exactly. It's May the 7th. Uh, Yeah, it is. That's what my computer says. Yeah. (laughs) May 7th right now. Freeze warning tonight. Exactly. Go figure, folks. So, um, but let's get into some DC Comics news. All
0: right, let's do it. Uh, First one we got was earlier this week, Aquaman actually started filming. The first shots of Aquaman came out. Um, Director James Wan actually tweeted the first picture from the set of filming Aquaman, and um, this, the picture looks awesome, and it actually has the clapboard in there that says straight up, scene one, day
1: one, shot one. Now, did you see this picture yet, or are you just now looking I, at I'm it? Ju- I'm just now looking at it, because I, uh, I thought there uh, there's also, like, talk about the Trident as well, but... Yeah. Well, the um, you see, the working title of the movie is called Ahab.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but it looks like we're in some kind of really cool submarine. Yeah. Is where the first shot's being taken from. Now I don't know. We know black mana is in this somewhere. Oh, so this is, is right. this
1: possibly mana sub? Well, well, see, it depends on um, if they if well depend on what they do with the origin story. Like, did they still did they still have uh, Arthur as? I think they're doing it with the current storyline where
0: he's half Atlantean, half human, and and I believe so his father was a lighthouse keeper and his mother was the Queen of Atlantis.
1: And so does he know, does, now, he, does, he know that he's, does he know that he's an Atlantean I already? Because like, now mind you, now, now, this is the... how much out of it I am was that in the origin that I remember, he, you know, he was a sailor of some type who, and then he ends up in the ocean and all of a sudden he realizes he has these abilities and then he, then he's summoned to Atlantis and then he's told, you know, the, the truth of his yeah. origin. So I'm I not know. sure.
0: Vernon's more of our Aquaman expert, and obviously right. he's not feeling well. So Vernon, get better. I need you, we need you back on here. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> yeah, if if this, if this was
1: Submariner,
0: hey, I'm your dude. We do have um, Oleg Oleg I, or something, on Facebook Live just said hi. So hey, what's going? Hey, Welcome Oleg, for, how you doing? For watching. Hey, what's up? So, um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. Vernon's more of the expert, but I believe they're going with the Lighthouse storyline where okay. his father was. But if you watch Batman v. Superman,
1: you see he's already Aquaman. Right, so yeah. So th- maybe we'll just get flashbacks to the beginning. I'm not sure. Well, and that would be cool, too. I mean, um, it, you know, in either case, you know, maybe we're going to also see a bit of maybe this is something that's tied to um, Black Manna. Yeah, well. well, we know
0: Black Manna's in it. Um, I believe his brother's Ocean Master. Um Aquaman's brother becomes Ocean Master. Yeah, and he's in here somewhere, but I don't know if he's Ocean Master yet. Okay, so they may be using that to set up the next movie. I don't know because they don't have a lot of stuff not out yet exactly for this. Right. So, um, but yeah, we just get one picture. It looks fan. It looks cool. That's just a sweet looking submarine, either submarine or battleship or something there. And so. you know, I have to admit
1: that's way bigger. That that that's way more spacious than a real submarine is. Yes, I, it is. I, I was in a real. I was in a real sub back in the summer. Okay, true as a World War II era stuff, <laughs> but yeah, no. It I'm like that right there, that right there. That's like you play basketball in that thing.
0: Yeah, well, that, anytime you have it on TV, it looks a lot
1: bigger than it. That's actually. true. I mean, because Sequest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys, do you guys even remember Sequest? Dude, Sequest was awesome. I love C-Quest that. Sequest had like you know this giant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who has watched Facebook Live can now see on Facebook Live. This, this is, is John. John. John trolls us on Facebook Live every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's here with us today. <laughs> so anybody, well, anybody listening to the podcast feed, you're going to have to go and watch the Facebook Live feed to see that. Yes. So <laughs> He's trolling us live on, in person.
1: So, yeah, so that, um, so, you know, see, seeing, that, seeing that space, that, that, um, so I, I have no now idea who sub please, this could be. It is now 30 will be closing in 30 minutes. 30 minutes, please. Thank
0: you. Uh, and like we said, we were recording live, so you never know. We get announcements I and mean, all kinds of things. Yeah, you'll get that. And, um, so. so yeah, Aquaman looks like it's going to be fantastic. Right. Um, but the next bit of news we have is actually, anybody who watches the DC All Access Channel, they're going to do on Friday, April, well, wait a minute, uh, looks like this already happened. Awesome! Oh. They they just did an all access um, channel on Friday, April twenty eighth, um, live stream, and they had um, Echo Kellum, DC's Jim Lee, the Nerdist Jessica Chobot, Mich- uh, Machinima's Chloe Dykstra, in 2 to comic writer Tom Taylor, and NetherRealm Studios director, um, creative director Ed Boone, all came together. To actually talk about the new show or the new um, game in Justice Two, so this is actually an old story I didn't know about. That's what happens when you do a live show. Right. So, would Tobias and Boone are back together? Uh, let me see. Uh, Ed Boone and I didn't know what Tobias. Where are you talking about? Well, I thought you said. To, let me see. No, 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 NetherRealm Studios director Ed Boone. Okay. Yeah, there was no Tobias in there. I thought you you said Tobias for some um, reason. Well, I know we're all excited about Injustice 2 here. Yeah. Because, one, it's a DC Comics game. Right. Also, um, we are doing a crossover with the Otaku Paradise YouTube channel to do a live, um, or not, we'll be recording our own Vernon and -hmm. their CJ playing Injustice to try out this game. Okay. We'll probably Facebook Live it like we do everything else. So um, we'll be doing that and putting it out on their Otaku, Otaku Live channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, Cameron will actually be sitting in, and I will be sitting in also on commentary, just Snyder remarks and whatever happens. You know the way that works for right, YouTube yeah. channels. So that will be later on this month when, when, as soon as the game drops. All right, sweet. It we'll actually be recording that live from the basement of the Hall of Justice. Okay. And you've, you've seen pictures of the basement. Yes, I have. What do you think of the basement?
1: Look kind of cool. It's roomier than you thought. Isn't it? It, it, it is roomier, but, you know, it's... I am used to the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer. Yeah, so, I'm, you know. So, you know, we you know the the, the tech uh I'm, I'm surprised at the level of tech that you guys have in there. So, it's pretty awesome. Well, Cyborg hooks us up pretty good.
0: <laughs> so, um but let's move on to the next story cuz that one obviously is an old one. The, this one is not an old one though. No. This one um anybody who hasn't heard of it, the Heroes of Villains Fan Fest is a New York convention that kind of came out of nowhere. Right. And it's like Wizard World level out of nowhere. Yes. Um they've been all over the country in the US. Well, the big news on this one is they're actually finally going global and they're on May 27th and 28th. They'll be in London, England.
1: Well, you know that's and that's that's huge because I you know obviously the whole I I think I think the whole nerd revolution is a worldwide phenomenon. And, you know, it's cool that we're going to, that, you know, that, you know, that they're able to, you know, take, take their uh, show and, you know, and and take it over across the pond as it were so that, you know, the, the geeks over there on the other side can uh, enjoy and party with, you know, is Stephen Amell going to be there yes. for that one? Well, so, it's yeah. interesting
0: because I didn't realize and uh, that um, the, one of the reasons this got so big so fast and why they got all these celebrities that show up is this was started by Stephen Amell. Right. This was started by, um, let me find the names, it's Stephen Amell and James Frazier who actually created the original um, Walker Stalker cons. Okay. So here he knew how to make an event. And um, working with Stephen Amell, they, Stephen Amell knows a lot of the actors and stuff mm-hmm. that go to these, and they've done basically done a convention to bring to let the fans interact with the celebrities. Right. And the list, if you actually um, click through to the list of who's actually going to be there, this is going to be huge for them for um, for England. Uh, the list. See the full list here. We're actually getting in England now. I wish I was able to go to London. They need to bring one of these to Cleveland. They do. I mean, Matt Ryan's going to be there. Exactly. Well, you start off with. Um, uh, let me pull, go down. Ah, wait a minute, my computer is doing strange things. We have Emily Bett Rickards and Stephen Amell both from Arrow. Right. Um, Melissa Benoist, Supergirl herself, is going to be there. John Barrowman's going to be there. We got Haley Atwell from Peggy Carter.
1: Yeah. All right, um, cool. So uh, Stanley
0: Tucci. Really. Uh, Brandon Ralph.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, St- Michael Rooker. We just saw him in Guardians this week. Yes. Uh, who else? We got Sean Gunn, also from, um, Guardians, or, yeah, from Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was in Gilmore Girls, and he's actually the brother of director James Gunn. All right, cool. Um, Chantel Van Santen, uh, who was Patty Spivitt on Flash, right. and Quinn James on One Tree Hill. Katie Cassidy, um, Laurel Lance from Arrow. All right. Uh, Josh... Sagara, who plays Adrian Chase on Arrow, mm-hmm. which we got to talk about that a little bit. You've seen yeah. it, us, You know the whole stuff about or um about um Adrian Chase and mm-hmm. um Prometheus, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. We got to talk about that a little bit. But um then we also get um Colin D- um, Donnell, who was Tommy Merlin in Arrow,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Charlotte Ross, who played Donna Smoke, um Michael Rowe, who's Deadshot,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Matt Ryan, who is Constantine. He is Constantine. Um, anywhere you go, an audio or for animation, for everything. You got Richard Brake, who's um, the Night King in Game of Thrones, Makad Brooks from Supergirl, James Olsen, Chris Woods, who plays Mon L in Supergirl, and he was Kai Parker in The Vampire Diaries. Right. Um, Italia Ricci, who's um, Siobhan Smythe or uh, Silver Banshee in Supergirl. The list just goes on and on and on. You get uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers, who played Vixen on *Legends of Tomorrow*. Milo Ventimiglia, or Ventimiglia, from um, who was the ogre in *Gotham*. Um, and he was also but, in Heroes. Exactly. That, he goes all the way back to Heroes. Robin Lord Taylor, who plays the Penguin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Drew Powell, who plays Butch, who he was the Penguin's right-hand man. Right. Uh, Jessica Lucas, who's another one from Gotham. The next couple are all from Gotham. You get Jessica Lucas, who plays Tabitha. Uh, Sean Pertwee, who plays um, uh, Alfred. And David Mozu, who plays Bruce Wayne. So if there's anybody that's in a superhero show at this point, right. they're at this show in London. Mm-hmm. So if you get a chance, get out there and check out the show. Or if it comes to your town, this is the show to go to. Now, the press release for them says um, it's an event that that is revolutionizing the fan experience and convention landscape. Fan access to celebrity guests will be the primary focus of this event, which includes two days of immersive experiences and memories. Walker StalkerCon has become an incredibly popular convention, offering something for everyone from... Um, die-hard fans, to families, to those who just have a growing interest in the genre. Now, this is going to have—I um, think they misprinted that. That was supposed to say "Heroes of Villains Con." Right. But um, it says more than there's going to be more than 20 of the most popular actors from shows and films such as Arrow, Supergirl, The Flash, Gotham, and more. Um, and they're there to speak to the audience, meet fans, pose for photos, sign autographs. Um, and it says attendees can also participate in a range of engaging and unique activities, including panels by the stars of some of television's most popular shows, interactive <clears throat> hero-style games on the floor, cosplay- cosplayers roaming all over the place and making me- memories, and also a huge vendor room. So this is like a Comic-Con that, de- that focuses more on TV shows. Yeah. But yeah. it's all your comic book and um, genre TV shows. So, like I said, if this ever shows up in Cleveland, we got to go.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll have to broadcast from there or something. I think it'll be a good time, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So, remember that's later this month on, as soon as it comes back up. My computer's working slow because we're on Wi-Fi here at the convention center. But it is, remember, May 27th and 28th in London. Now, any of our super friends, if you're there, let us know. And we may be able to work up a Skype or something so you guys can let us, get, let us know what happened to this show. I have Damn. no problem bringing in co- con correspondence. No, not at all. Um, and then the last actual news item we actually we have for today is one I found out. Um, I was late to the ball game. I didn't know this was even happening.
1: <laughs> but
0: um, you had already heard about this, Kylan, hadn't you? The Cleveland Public Library's new exhibit. Yes, yeah. The Cleveland Public Library, opening yesterday as of time of recording, they opened a brand new exhibit called Superman from Cleveland to Krypton. They actually had donated or at least lended to the library over 1,200... Pieces of merchandise from the history of Superman, starting all the way back in 1938. Wow. Now, um, the main guy, person who um, donated was the one man who has a huge collection of Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. He had um, now the actual article. I got this from Cleveland.com. It's an older article, but um, it has all the information on it. It was. Um, it's according to the article. It says, after nearly eight decades since the creation in in the Glenville neighborhood of Cleveland. Cleveland's most famous son will get his due in an eight-month exhibit at the Cleveland Public Library called Superman from Cleveland to Krypton. The massive exhibit is the closest thing to a Superman museum the the city is likely to actually see. It will be spread over three floors of the downtown library um, and will cover many aspects of Superman and his creators, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Right. Now, um, anybody in the Cleveland area has heard of the Siegel & Schuster Foundation, or Society. Yeah. They're actually people that just love Superman and um, love the fact that Siegel & Schuster started in Cleveland. Right. Because there's still plenty of people out there that don't realize the original Metropolis Skyline and the original Superman comics was the Cleveland Skyline. Right. that's what these guys saw out the window of their house. Superman was created here in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Now, um, a quote from... Amy Dawson, who's the manager of the library's literary department and the Ohio Center for the Book, says that the Superman creators Siegel and Schuster spent a lot of time at our library while they were working on Superman. It only seems fitting that Cleveland should honor them and and their creation. There's a couple of other really good quotes out of here. Um, it says, the library exhibit opens May 6th, which is yesterday as of recording, at, on free comic book day, which is fitting. Right. And it will close on December 31st. So we got a little bit of time to get up there. Yeah. We're going to have to maybe go take a road trip and
1: broadcast from there maybe.
0: Maybe. We can do that for be, Geek Watch 1 or something.
1: That'd be, I mean, it'll be a good time. I mean, I uh, about a month, maybe a month and a half ago, something like that, my dad was in town. and I um, Actually, it was a month ago. My dad was in town, and so I drove him uh, by uh, Siegel & Schuster's homes. Uh, just so they could see where, you no, know, where, you no, know, the homes of the guys that created, you know, Superman. And my, and my dad thought it was cool. And no, only for the sake of time, we weren't able to uh, make it by the library to uh, check out the exhibit. And, well, maybe just no, the exhibit wasn't even around. Yeah, at that the exhibit point. wasn't even up and running So yet. which no, unfortunately, I mean, I will, I would love to take him for that, but I have to make it up there to see that. Well, the cool thing, um, it
0: says many of the exhibit items were actually donated to the library by Mike Curtis, who lives in Little Rock, Arkansas, who felt that it was time to make sure that the collection would end up in the right hands. Because right. he's getting to the age where he's thinking about, if something happens to me, what happens to all of this? Right. And he, re- and he even realized that Cleveland is where this li- belongs. Right. This collection belongs somewhere in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So I believe he actually donated to the city, but it'll stay farther in here. But the cool thing about Curtis, he's actually the current writer of the Dick Tracy newspaper strips. Okay. And he has one of the largest Superman collections out there. Now, um, let's see. Daw- um, Dawson, who they were interviewing, I believe she was, that was the library or librarian that was with this, right? Yes, Amy Dawson. Now, Dawson also said that there's many other exhibition items that will be on loan from private collectors. And she said that the theme of the show is how Superman has captured the imagination of millions of people around the world for the past 79 years. Since he was created by two Glenville High School students, dude, we got next year is the 80th anniversary of Superman. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Now, um, now what will the Superman lover see? It says there, there's a um, great deal of memorabilia of all kinds: comic books, statues, posters, records, games, art, puzzles, toys, souvenirs, anything that captures the captures the imagination. Um, now this is another quote from Dawson. She says, "In the center of the newly renovated Brett Hall, on the first floor, will be a a recreated bedroom of a young boy and girl, and the room will be decorated from top to bottom in Superman-related items for everyone, <laughs> which that's going to be cool to see anyway. Now, while, the, while these items may have been bought for pennies back in the 1940s, some of them fetch huge amounts of money <laughs> um, for t- upwards of tens of thousands of dollars or even more at this point. Um, now, one of the items that eluded them that they actually wanted to get was an actual copy of Action Comics number one. Now the article here says a near perfect copy of Action Number One actually sold for 3.2 million
1: dollars yes. in 2014. Yeah, I got. And I got the. I did get to see an actual copy of Action Comics Number One. Where was this at? at? This was at um, Zeppi's... Zeppe's. Uh, oh, let me. I got, <laughs> I got. I got. I want because I want to get the name right because a, a, anybody, if anybody is who considers himself a comic book lover needs to oh, go. Oh, you're talking down to Baltimore? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Let's see. Sorry, guys. Give That's okay. <laughs> well, while you're looking
0: that up, you can tell tell people where to find that, but let me run down a little bit more here. Um, one of the other things that they were trying to get that they couldn't do because of, one, because the, um, well, the comic book, no one would lend it because of the amount of security that they need for this. But another one is they actually were trying to get, in the um, Smithsonian was working with them, trying to get it. They were going to borrow the George Reeves-worn Superman television show costume from the 1950s. The problem is they couldn't meet the environmental regulations that the Smithsonian wanted. Because you have to have it perfectly controlled and everything else, so there's no deterioration to this. Um, Now, the event kicked off yesterday. Um, Like I said, it runs through December. Uh, some of the major things that are actually going to be at the event or at the exhibit is the prototype for the Superman statue that will be placed at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame later this year, or um, and um, it will be displayed. Yeah, the prototype will be displayed on the first floor of the library. It will be the first time that the public has had a chance to see the statue created by David
1: Deming. Um, you got it? Yeah, it is Jeppy's Jeppe's. Sorry, Jeppy's Entertainment Museum. Uh I, and when you walk in as you walk in the museum and actually if you catch the the, the guys in um uh was it comic book men actually uh visit the place in, in one of the episodes. Cool. But as you as you walk into this um uh, walk into the museum, there's this room to the left as you're walking down this hall and you walk in and nothing but comics. I mean, and and, and they're they're all sealed in glass. And there, right there at the very beginning of it all, is Action Comics number one. Awesome. That would be fantastic. And you're... The one that basically started it all. Yes. And it's so close that you could could almost touch it. And I'm just sitting there and I'm looking at that and I'm like, I can't believe I'm this close to history. You know, and, it, and
0: for true comic book fans, it's almost a religious experience to see it, something it, like that. It
1: really is. It, it really is just to see that, and uh, and you know, along with that, you you get to see you, you see Tarzan comics and Lone Ranger comics, all these other comics that were inspired by that. And I have to admit, I feel, I I got I saw a couple of books in that museum that I actually own. As as I'm walking through, I felt good. I'm like, and and they there were books that, honestly, I'm not sure if they're actually worth a lot of money, but they were. There were books that were influential in comics as a whole, but yeah. But to see Action Comics number one be the one that just kind of kicks off everything in that part of the museum, wow, yeah. At some point, so, I got to get down there to see it too. Yeah, you you have to, man. It was, and that was part of our geeky road trip no yeah. for the summer. I was telling you about. So, yeah, it was a good time. Well, some of the other things that are on the
0: exhibit is um, there's a, a tribute to Superman's friends and foes, including Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, Crypto the, Spa- Crypto the Superdog, and others. Uh, we'll have Superman on the screen. A collection of photos, posters, and other items commemorating Superman's appearances in movies and television. Um, There's a section that features a current comics, or yeah, a current comics that show the new focus on diversity. um, Because today, there's more characters of um, color in comics than ever before in history. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a, it is difficult to land, or difficult to find a comic today that does not include at least one minority, gay or lesbian character, either as a protagonist or a supporting character. True. Um, And there are hundreds of graphic novels with personal stories about minority gay and lesbian characters, including some great, um, some created in, um, by local area writers and artists. Like, Cleveland has a, Cleveland and Northeast Ohio have a large amount of comic book writers and um, artists. They do. Um, um, The next one is, this one is one I want to see. The Superman costume worn by Brandon Routh in Superman Returns is going to be there. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Now, the library is um, about, well... I'm not sure if they actually got it or not, but they were, at the time of this article, they were about 85% sure they were going to be able to get a um, five-foot-by-eight-foot painting of Superman created by uh, 1930s pulp artist um, H.J. Ward. Um, now, the painting has hung in the offices of D.C. Comics in New York from 1941 through 1959. Oh. Um, and it was, it, um, the painting was missing for many years, but it resurfaced at Lehman, at the Lehman College in um, the Bronx. So they were they, they may be able to actually get that. I'm not sure if they got it or not in the end.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, the two other things they have listed here are um, in a very timely display. There will actually be an exhibit that examines Superman as an immigrant, born on another planet and being adopted by an Earth or Earth couple. Um, the library also is also working on um, with former Cleveland City Councilman Joe uh, or Simperman, or um now the global Cleveland or now with global Cleveland to produce a film. Um, of Clevelanders discussing Superman's alien immigrant status. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Laurel Siegel Larson, the daughter of Jerry Siegel, is planning on flying into town to place a a literary landmark at the library to honor Siegel and Schuster. Uh, Larson is a former actress and television reporter um, and will speak about journalism and her mother, Joan Siegel, um, one of the young women that inspired the creation of Lois Lane. Very cool. So... um, Wait a minute. Uh, my computer started to do strange things again. <laughs> Give me just a second. Okay. So this exhibit is going to be fantastic. Um, like I said, we got to go up there. Even if I just go up there and see it, that, that'd be awesome. But uh, broadcasting from the library, there's probably not a problem. Right. So we should we should make a trip. Oh, we should. Uh. So, but that's the last of the. Like I said, we got to shorten news. Um, news story this week because we're limited on time here at the um, convention. But we do want to make sure you get your poll list for this week. So before I, um, we talk about it, we got to go somewhere.
1: Comic-o-shop, comic-o-shop.
0: And This week, as every week, our comic shop pull list is brought to you by the Shazbots. That's their song, Comic Shop. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram or shazbots.com. Let them know the DC Superpowers podcast sent you. We actually have 13 comics on the list for this week. And that starts off this week with Action Comics number 979. Yep. And it is Revenge Part 1. Superman, Lois, and John return to... Th- to their lives in Metropolis, while Eradicator, Cyborg Superman, Metallo, and Mongul unite to destroy the Man of Steel. Art is done by Patrick Zercher and it's written by Dan Jurgens. Now, th- I didn't—I forgot to tell him. This is your comic book, ah, comic book, comic book pull list for—I believe it was May 10th. Yes, May, May, 10th. May 10th, 2017. So, what's the next one we got, Kylan?
1: Uh, we have. I'm looking at Future, Qu- Future Quest. Well, All-Star Batman's next. Oh, All-Star Batman? Oh, okay. Hold on. Back up. <laughs> Future
0: Quest is awesome, and I've been reading it, but it's not one of the um, Oh. Not one of the Rebirth
1: titles. Oh, okay. Oh, we're doing the Rebirth titles. Sorry. Never That's mind. okay. Okay. Hang on. Leave it to a Marvel guy. No, I was like, are, are we doing all this? Like, well,
0: I'll go ahead with All-Star, you can have Batgirl when you get yeah, it to it. Okay. Um, All-Star Batman number 10, The First Ally, part one. When the Dark Knight is taken down by a new enemy whose attacks he cannot ca- counter, he uncovers a plot spanning generations. Whose who's mastermind might be one of his closest allies? Who's, but who is the first ally? Art is done by Raphael Albu- Albuquerque, and it's written by Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder? Yes. He's the, like king of
1: all Batman stuff. He has been for years. Still having and, problems finding them? Yeah, no, I got them now. Oh, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> Wait, yeah, 510, five, 510. Why are you not? I usually go from the ninth to 11th. 9th to 11th, That easier. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'll go ahead with Birds of Next one, we got Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number 10. Bat, Blackbird finale. The Birds now know how the mysteriously new metahuman known as the Blackbird there
1: we go. Go has
0: turned also. um, Has turned also. Runs. Into dangerous way. No, wait, wait. This is reading weird. The birds now know how the mysterious metah- new metahuman known as Blackbird has turned. Also, runs into dangerous killers. Okay, but what's her endgame? And are they prepared for the terrible secret that her powers can really do? Art by Roj Antonio, and it's written by Shawna Benson and Julie Benson. All right. And you should be uh, a detective now, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so. Okay
1: so yeah so this is detective comics number 956 uh league of shadows finale It's all out war against the single most ruthless villain batman's ever faced lady shiva and her army of nihilistic killers but at least one member of the team might wind up swallowed whole by the darkness of the league uh the arts by mar marcio takara uh covered by Eber Ferreira and Eddie Barrows. And um, it's written by James T. Tinian. Tinian. Yes, Tinian, the fourth. Next up, we get Hal Jordan in the Green
0: Lantern Corps, number 20. The Prism of Time, part three. As a final, as a final confrontation between the Prism Beasts and Sarko, or the Prism Beasts of Sarko and the remaining Green Lanterns comes to a head on Mogo, the corps, try to, the corps tries to hold their ground as Hal Jordan embarks on a stealth mission to the planet where he forged his own Green Lantern ring. But what he finds there brings Hal Jordan um, back, to past, back to past decisions he'll now regret. Art done by Jordi Targona and Rafa Sandoval, and it's written by Brett Venditti or Robert Venditti. And the next one is one you've not actually read, even seen anything of. You don't not not nah. know anything about this guy.
1: Well, I I, I saw I actually no, saw his book at my uh, local comic shop, and I was uh, surprised. Um, but but uh, so this is New Superman number eleven, um, the Zero Ultimatum Part One. Doctor Oma's deadly first experiment. The original New Superman of China frees himself. Kanan Kong might be learning to control his super abilities, but to survive an encounter with Superman Zero, he'll need to learn faster. Plus, the shocking origin of the ultra powerful All Yang reveals a surprising connection to Kanan's teacher, Master Yi e. Ching. Uh, the art is by Billy Tan, the cover is by Philip Tan, and the, uh, is, this one is written by Jing Luen Yang. Okay, next up we get Red Hood and the Outlaws,
0: number 10. Who is Artemis, part two. After getting shot out of the sky by the bow of Ra, the Dark Trinity finds itself stranded and separated in the war-torn country of Karak. While Artemis squares off against her long-forgotten foe responsible for the bow of Ra's disappearance, Bizarro comes across a group of innocent refugees looking for a savior. Meanwhile, Red Hood faces a crisis of conscience. When he is forced to relive the trauma of his own life and come face to face with his greatest enemy, himself. Art done by Dexter Soy, and it's written by Scott Lobdell. All
1: right. Then after that is the Suicide Squad. One yes. Of the books? Okay. All right. Just making sure. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Uh, you go in order all the way down to Wonder Woman. Then we gotta skip over to Justice League. All right. So Suicide Squad number seventeen, Earthlings on fire, uh, part two. Driven to extreme measures by the globe-spanning conspiracy known only as The People, Amanda Waller has done the unthinkable, made General Zod a full-fledged member of Task Force X. She wow. would do that. His first mission, destroyed the Annihilation Brigade, the people's own, much deadlier version of Suicide Squad. Uh, the art is by Tony S. Daniel, and uh, this is written by Rob Williams. Okay. Yeah, Suicide Squad gets interesting.
0: You never know. And one thing you may have noticed is, like, for some reason, DC right now has a lot of their villains working with heroes. Right, yeah. You have um, the Dark Trinity being Artemis from Wonder Woman. Right. Bizarro and Red Hood. That's Red Hood and the Outlaws. You have on Justice, Li- Justice League of America that, we're getting, um, that you'll see here soon, you have Killer Frost and Lobo on the Justice League, in the Justice League of America. Um, in Detective Comics... Um, Clayface is actually part of the team that's working in Gotham right now. It's Clayface. interesting what's going on. Uh, right now, Atomic Skull is working with the um, Metropolis Special Crimes Unit to help put away some of the guys that escaped from prison. So Atomic Skull is working with the cops. Wow, okay. And yeah, there's some interesting things. But the next one comic on our list for this week is Supergirl number 9. Escape from the Phantom Zone Part 1. Trapped in the Phantom Zone, Supergirl and Batgirl must face the Phantom King to escape. But what deadly team is Emerald Empress building, and what does it have to do with the future of the Girl of Steel? The art is done by Brian Ching, and it's written by Steve Orlando. We've only got we got four more books left for this week. This is a thick week.
1: All right, so we have Superwoman number ten, of uh, Rediscovery Part One. Super Superwoman is on the hunt. For the man responsible for landing Natasha Iron's father, Crash, in jail, the deadly Skyhook. But Steele is urging caution, and the three heroes are at odds over how much they can trust Crash's uh, motives. The true history of Steele's family tree will be revealed as the group is torn apart. The art is by Art Thibbert and Steven Segovia, uh, covers by Ken Lashley, and it's written by Kay Perkins. Okay. Next up is one of
0: my favorite comics that's out right now, Titans number 11. The Lazarus Contract Part 1, finally. They've been, for about five or six months, they've been pushing that they're doing this Lazarus Contract. Right. Well, we get Lazarus Contract Part 1. When Deathstroke discovers that Wally West's return holds the key to bringing his son back from the dead, he'll stop at nothing to do that. just that. Don't miss the debut chapter of the epic crossover event that you'll, you've will you been waiting for. Art is done by Brett Booth and Norm Rapmond, and it's written by Christopher Priest, Benjamin Percy, and Dan Abnett. Now, this is going to be a four-issue arc that
1: spans over Titans, Teen Titans, Deathstroke, and Teen Titans Annual. Wow. All right, let's see. Okay, so now the next one should will be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, okay. Wonder Woman, number 22, God Watch part four and there we go okay so veronica kale will do anything to save her daughter if that means destroying the amazing amazon it's a small price to pay um and the art is by Merka and dolfo covers by Blickwist, evely evely oh and written by one of my personal favorites greg Rucca. and the final book for this week is justice league of america number six
0: Mythic, part two. Aegeus, Aegeus's mythical horde continues to steamroll over the battle, the battered landscape of Penn City. And only the only thing standing in his path is the Atom. Also, Lobo is laid out, his healing factor neutralized, and the only thing that could possibly save him requires a level of violence that may not be allowed to print. Art is done by Andrew T. McDonald and Steve Orlando. And that brings us to the end of the pull list for this week. Cool. So... Okay, Super Friends, so this is a little bit shorter episode, like I said. You will get all of your um, television reviews and your comic reviews next week when we get Vernon back on here and we have more of a regular show. But, Kylan, I would like to thank you, my brother, for stepping in and filling in the shoes when Vernon is under the weather um, to do this special episode from Odd Mall. My pleasure. Um, Thanks for having me. Kylan, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and how they can get a hold of you, and what other
1: shows do you do? Uh, Well, (laughs) the other show that I'm on is Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, and, uh, we are, well, and, um, you can find us on the We Be Geeks Network, um, and, uh, and we're also, um, you can find me on Facebook, um, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Bluesman1103. Um, and... That, that, that's pretty much well, it. Well, they can also find you and me and our wives on uh, weekly on Geek Watch and 1. Geek Watch 1, yeah.
0: So, yeah, uh, geekwatch1.com Geek will give you all the information on how to find that.
1: Yeah, and, that's all, and if you want to contact me, contact me at Geek Watch 1. That'd probably be the easiest way to get me. So. Okay. Yeah. And then. As always you guys know
0: Vernon usually does this part of it but you can find the show on Instagram um, Instagram and Facebook at DC Superpowers Podcast you can find um, on Twitter at Superpower at @superpowersdc you can find me personally on Facebook as Ken and yeah Facebook is Ken Rose on Instagram and Twitter as GW1Ken um, you can also find the show on the Weeby Geeks and the tangibound networks at weebieeks.pc.com and tangentboundnetwork.com um and then you've already found the podcast but if you need to tell anybody else you can find any podcast catcher we're um, out there as DC Superpowers podcast so um, Kylan once again I want to thank you for being on the show glad to be here Um, Vernon we will see you next week because I know you're going to be feeling better by then Yeah, super friends and we'll see you next week